0: Chapter 7 of Vietnam The Advisory Years to 1965 by Robert Futrell and Martin Blumenson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 7 Opening Farmgate. The USAF Combat Detachment that President Kennedy ordered to Vietnam on October 11, 1961, had its roots in a small, secret organization created in the late 1950s, when General LeMay was Vice Chief of Staff. In March 1961, LeMay responded to the President's instructions for the armed services to examine how each could best contribute to counterinsurgency when there was no doubt about communist aggression lemay personally favored a direct and open american response with the necessary strength he defined necessary as more than is actually necessary to do the job hitting with overwhelming weight to avoid stretching things out over a period of time lemay soon to be chief of staff was very much aware that the military services had to abide by different rules tactical air command was therefore directed to form a small elite volunteer unit around the organization its mission would be air operations in support of ground forces to be flown in older conventional aircraft the forty four hundredth combat crew training squadron nicknamed jungle jim came into being at elgin air force base florida on april fourteenth nineteen sixty one Commanded by Colonel Benjamin H. King, the unit had 124 officers and 228 airmen, 16 C 47s, 8 B 26s, and 8 T 28s. Equal numbers of the same types of aircraft were in temporary storage. The squadron's mission of training indigenous air forces in counterinsurgency would combine with a mission of air operations. Officers and airmen of the 4400th, at times called air commandos, were volunteers above average in physique, hardiness, and sense of adventure. Each was closely interviewed and approved by Colonel King. Next came psychiatric screening at Lackland Air Force Base, Texas, and survival indoctrination at Stead Air Force Base, Nevada those completing the program were certified to be emotionally mature highly motivated and stable unfortunately not all were mentally attuned to teaching members of other cultures or in fact to perform a training mission they were combat oriented later several men would prove unable to work with asian officers as volunteers dwindled the rigorous standards were eventually lowered the picturesque air commando uniform personally picked by general lemay featured an australian type bush hat with turned-up brim fatigues and combat boots two of the three types of jungle gym aircraft were extensively modified the t twenty eight received armor plate and carried about fifteen hundred pounds of bombs and rockets plus two fifty caliber machine guns with three hundred and fifty rounds per gun loaded the aircraft could speed at a hundred and sixty knots to a target two hundred miles distant then return to base the c forty seven redesignated the sc forty seven after modification boasted twice the normal fuel load a stronger landing gear suited to dirt strips and jet assisted takeoff jato racks for operation from short fields The B-26 twin-engine attack bomber needed no modification, carrying 6,000 pounds of bombs and rockets, plus machine guns. When fully loaded, it had a combat radius of 400 miles and a normal speed of 200 knots, and could loiter 30 to 45 minutes. The B-26 was designed for a glide-bomb delivery pattern, not for dive-bombing with rolling pullouts, nor for landing with external ordnance in place after an aborted mission to halt communist infiltration into south vietnam the joint chiefs on august twenty fourth suggested to secretary mcnamara air interdiction of the inland trails over which the Viet Cong secured supplies if the united states had no desire to commit american forces openly why not institute unconventional guerrilla type operations the president had mentioned several times to the secretary of defense the benefits of testing counterinsurgency techniques in vietnam on september fifth mcnamara informed the three service secretaries that he intended to establish an experimental command under mag as a laboratory for refining organizational and operational procedures General LeMay at this point invited Secretary of the Air Force Eugene M. Zuckert's attention to the 4400th Combat Crew Training Squadron. Sending an element of the unit to Vietnam would be an ideal way to devise and evaluate special warfare methods. On September 19th, Secretary Zuckert recommended this to Secretary McNamara. A detachment of the 4400th had just become operationally ready if moved to vietnam it would acquire counterinsurgency experience and at the same time train the vietnamese mcnamara liked the proposal asked the joint chiefs of staff for comment and on october fifth had their recommendation to place a detachment of jungle jim with mag in vietnam the secretary next made the idea known to the president president kennedy weighed the burgeoning Viet Cong strength the more frequent reference in planning papers to u s covert operations the desire of the joint chiefs to make a reassuring commitment of air strength to vietnam and president diem's change of heart on acceptance of american combat units in his country on the morning of october eleventh nineteen sixty one the commander-in-chief authorized the deployment of the jungle Jim squadron to vietnam to serve under the mag as a training mission and not for combat at the present time but the forty four hundredth was not specifically a training unit it was designed to fight it had been singled out for deployment because its combat capacity and involvement would shore up south vietnamese sagging morale the president's decision five months earlier to send an Army Special Forces group to Vietnam now enunciated a new mission statement for Jungle Jim. It was to train indigenous airmen while working with and supporting the Special Forces, Rangers, and irregular forces along the border. In this light, General LeMay saw the USAF unit as a regular part of the tri-service team. Essentially, however, Jungle Jim was an experiment and one of its purposes was to forge counterinsurgency tactics. It could use sod runways and operate austerely in remote areas, carry out strike, reconnaissance, and airlift missions, fly close support for ground troops, drop small forces up to company size, deliver supplies, and perform medical evacuation. Thus it was that 155 Air Force officers and airmen volunteers to support friendly guerrillas flying eight extemporized fighter-bombers four light bombers of world war II vintage and four twin-engine transports designed prior to the second world war learned that they would go to vietnam to support the government of president diem exactly how was in some dispute on the thirteenth of october colonel king and two of his officers visited hawaii to coordinate jungle jim's movement with admiral felt singpak who enthusiastically supported the approved deployment in saigon the three officers briefed ambassador nolting who was happy to have jungle jim to train vietnamese develop tactics and techniques and conduct other operations as directed by the ambassador he asked that all aircraft arrive with Vietnamese insignia. Returning to Hawaii, King was assured by PACAF officers that no major problems existed. A tent camp would be ready for the detachment's arrival at Bien Hoa Airfield, and support arrangements were underway. On October 28th, Felt asked that the detachment be sent forward at once. Without waiting for the Air Force to procure some L-28 Helio Super Courier light aircraft and Sidewinder air-to-air missiles for the T-28s. At Elgin, the task force designated for Vietnam received the formal name of Detachment 2A, 4400th Combat Crew Training Squadron, and the code name of Farmgate meantime members of the six thousand ninth tactical support group under colonel claude g mckinney jr entered vietnam with the utmost secrecy during late october these officers and airmen deployed on temporary duty from tachikawa air base japan to clark then to Bien hoa where they prepared the base facility for farmgate additional detachments came from thirteenth air force and Pacaf, chiefly from the six thousand tenth tactical support group to service and support the beginnings of an expanded u s a f presence in vietnam and elsewhere in southeast asia all were formed into numbered temporary duty detachments on november fifteenth seven and eight at tan son yut nine at binh hoa and ten at Dam muang thailand Detachment 7 was a headquarters staff. Eight operated the prime setup for an air operations and a combat reporting center, as well as a photo processing cell, while nine and 10 maintained and serviced aircraft. Farmgate departed Florida on the 5th of November. Four SC-47s flew to Clark Air Base eight T twenty eights were disassembled in California and together with one hundred and forty officers and airmen were ferried to Clark by mats after reassembly Colonel King led two flights of T twenty eights to tonson the detachment became operationally ready on the sixteenth though a week passed before the last of the SC forty-sevens and T twenty eights arrived farmgate accepted four b twenty sixes previously sent to the far east these hard-nosed strafing model light bombers reached binhoi near the close of december at binhoi the farmgate detachment found a run-down french air base with a flight surface consisting of a single pierced steel plank runway fifty eight hundred by a hundred and fifty feet Tearouts in the steel tie strips demanded constant attention of welding crews, and the 315th Air Division C-130s bringing in communication equipment for a tactical air control system further tore up the runway. About 700 Vietnamese soldiers defended the airfield because heavy vegetation and swampy terrain nearby afforded good cover for Viet Cong troops surrounding the airbase farmgate at once contacted the two u s a f mobile reporting posts at Son hut and set about to organize a tactical air control system of sorts and to establish communications and supply requirements the members of farmgate thought they were to conduct combat operations while training the vietnamese that was how general lemay had briefed colonel king and king was more than willing to make his unit combat capable and responsive to admiral nolting and to american military authorities in early familiarization flights t twenty eight crews trailed vietnamese eighty sixes to targets observed their attack procedures and when authorized fired on targets the one hundred and fifty five men were highly motivated and eager to fight Nevertheless, on November 16th, Admiral Felt tasked Farmgate with conducting tactical training and pilot upgrading for the Vietnamese. President Kennedy was advised that the unit was training Vietnamese air crews and supporting Vietnamese operations against the Viet Cong. Uncertainties of mission and the absence of combat lowered morale from the start. The pilots expected to carry an air offensive to the Viet Cong instead they trained and supplemented the vietnamese air force seeking to evolve techniques for what mcnamara described to the press as not full-scale warfare but guerrilla warfare without clear-cut agreement at higher levels on farmgate's mission the early operations tended to be improvised and experimental rather than systematic farmgate's first regular employment was to reconnoitre and count the junk and sampan traffic in vietnam coastal waters a tedious job lasting from december sixth through twenty second nineteen sixty one c forty sevens and pairs of t twenty eights flew four hour search patterns and recorded sightings thirty seven sorties turned up six thousand two hundred ninety four vessels but the air crews had no way to tell how many were enemy mag were equally at a loss to interpret the findings the long uneventful flight patterns were of physical hardship for the t-28 crews they were not allowed to crack their canopies in flight even though weakened by the cockpit heat from the tropical sun a second series flown during february fifth through seventh nineteen sixty two furnished no meaningful intelligence Farmgate, likewise, also acquired the mission of supporting the Army Special Forces and their Civilian Irregular Defense Group. The C-47s operated under an ad hoc system, free of MAG and Vietnamese Army control, to keep materiel, transportation, and funds in U.S. hands. The aircraft delivered locally procured items and emergency ones flown in from the United States. Formal supply accountability was discarded these operations were small farmgate flying just two hundred and five sorties in the first six months of nineteen sixty two while valuable these missions were outside of what farmgate wanted to do when Admiral Felt on December fourth nineteen sixty one directed General O'Donnell at Patcalf to ready plans for operations, O'Donnell at once permitted Farmgate to fly combat missions with at least one South Vietnamese national aboard any aircraft so committed. Secretary McNamara meeting with the Joint Chiefs that day approved combat with mixed crews. On december sixth, the Joint Chiefs granted formal authority for Farmgate aircraft to fly combat if Vietnamese were aboard for training. On the sixth, PACK submitted to pack the same concept for operations. Actually, U.S. aircraft and personnel would support Vietnamese armed forces and help them deny the Viet Cong supply routes and concentration areas, fly armed patrols of South Vietnam's land and sea borders, and seek out and destroy Viet Cong headquarters, as well as communist airlift, into South Vietnam. Together, Vietnamese and Americans were to destroy Viet Cong lifelines and support bases from binhua Nhut and combat air bases to be developed at da nang and Pleiku, air operations were to stress photo reconnaissance surveillance interdiction and close support of ground operations needed at once were a tactical air control system and a jointly manned american vietnamese air operations center when admiral felt approved a limited tactical air control system on december eighth it appeared that operations would get under way thirteenth air force issued a draft plan on the tenth and distinguished between combat actions performed in support of the vietnamese within south vietnam and advisory and training actions on the fifteenth ambassador nolting directed that no combat mission of any description be undertaken without his consent the next day general lemnitzer suggested that farmgate should not wait for tailor-made jobs but should center on training secretary mcnamara repeated his approval of combat missions if the planes had vietnamese aboard however he wanted all such flights to be confined to south vietnam owing to the experimental nature of the program stressing the difference between riding double combat training missions and operational missions he charged Sinkpak with the latter he wanted admiral felt to use combat missions solely for important jobs and to monitor them closely in other words according to mcnamara jungle gym is to be used for training and operational missions in south vietnam with vietnamese riding rear seats on october nineteenth the joint chiefs sent a message to ensure no misunderstanding in the authority granted for the use of jungle gym aircraft farmgate's principal purpose was training vietnamese air force personnel on the following day admiral felt made known his conviction that farmgate besides training vietnamese could carry out all kinds of conventional combat and combat support flights if a vietnamese was on board to receive training admiral felt's conviction sparked a reexamination of american policy in washington the national security council inclined toward authorizing u s uniformed personnel in vietnam for instruction in and execution of air ground support techniques that appeared broad enough to embrace all u s air actions yet the state department view later voiced by w Averell harriman held that the statement hardly covered interdiction air far from friendly ground troops general lemnitzer forwarded detailed clarifying instructions to admiral felt and general McGar on december twenty sixth he wanted farmgate to conduct combat missions only when the vietnamese air force could not Combined crews on combat missions would fulfill the purpose of training to allow Vietnamese to fly these missions alone as soon as possible. When General Lemnitzer's directive reached Farmgate on the afternoon of the twenty-sixth, a strike mission was in the air. Two Farmgate T-28s were escorting two Vietnamese 86s to hit Viet Cong houses and rice fields about fifty miles north of Saigon despite recall efforts the strike went on but thereafter the possibility of an independent american combat role came to an end determining farmgate's mission and its place in the organizational and command structure would be the subject of continuing discussion and controversy meanwhile general maxwell taylor had visited vietnam and had reported his observations to the president thereby shaping and refining the purpose and direction of national policy end of chapter 7